0: And so, you know, we're here on, um, at the time we're recording this, we've had some more changes happening in this world, so yeah. to my, as of right now, there's still conflict going on in, in the East, over in Europe, but we can travel again without masks. There's that. <laughs> you know, I remember talking about a few episodes ago that, you know, I think it was like at the beginning of the year, you know, just kind of, we were talking about predictions, you know, and one of those predictions that, you know, I wasn't proud to have, you know, stated, but I think we're going to see a lot more issues with mental health coming on the backside of this pandemic thing from two years ago.
1: Well, here's my, take, a- here's my take on that, because I, I think there's two kinds of people. There's people that have mental health issues that admit that they have mental health issues. And I think both of us fall in that category. So We can actually do something about it. And then there's people who don't think they have mental health problems. But, they're but they have mental health problems. Yeah, yeah. And those are the worst <laughs> kind because those, it's like an alcoholic. Those are the dangerous thing. kind. Those yeah, are the most dangerous. alcoholic thing. that can't admit that he has a problem versus one who can. Because it's the people that distract themselves with Netflix all night and drinking too much and getting too high and going out and gambling. You know, you're constantly distracting yourself. Those are all signs of a mental health problem. The, the difference is, is that you, somehow you think you're on top of it with all of this self-destructive behavior, but that's just being totally delusional. You'd be better off just admitting to yourself. So I think that the pandemic has revealed how much of a mental health crisis we have. And this has been going on way before. The I was pandemic. about to say you more like oh, how much of a mental health crisis we
0: had prior to the pandemic. It just, yeah. the pandemic just really enhanced it. And now post pandemic not well going into the endemic you know it's really showing itself because i was it was crazy because i saw um i was this video a friend had sent me on instagram it happened in it was in new york um i think it was in brooklyn you know there was this man just walking down the sidewalk with a pipe in his hand and he was just walking down the street and just hitting windows hitting like smashing windows on all the parked cars but he was just walking like he was going to go catch catch the bus he was just casually walking and just smash, smash, smash. And just, even though it's broad daylight, people see him, he did not care. You know, so, you know, people think like, oh man, that, that dude's crazy. <laughs> there's some mental things going on. Okay. There's some things, there's, there's a lot of things going on, but you know what? You're starting to see more and more of that. Just these random acts of what the fuckness is what I call it. It's not even like violence. It's not even craziness. It's like, what the fuckness, you know, because it's just, People some so many people like been living these lives of, of desperation yeah. for years and decades. And they, they've been trying to be someone that they're not. They try to live by standards that they could not and, and trying to live up to someone's expectations that really that person really wasn't even that important in the first place, but they didn't want to disappoint them. These people have been people pleasers, or society's told them that you would be wrong to feel any other way and behave any other way than this or that. And then on top of that, they've been feeling that way, just walking around for decades upon decades. But then you trapped them inside their homes for about two years. You know, you, you had them stuck, stuck in lockdowns. You had them masked up. And so it just added more and more to frustration, to fear, this hopelessness, this feeling of not being free. And, you know, we talked about the difference between liberty and freedom. You, but now you have more people getting to exercise more liberty doing all this, you know, this whole lifting the mandates for transportation, that's liberty. That's not freedom because free people would not have been doing it in the first place. You know, if if they didn't want to, you know, free people also, if they want to, they would have done it anyway. You didn't have to give them a mandate. They're like, nah, I feel safe. You know, I have some conditions going on and this is what I want to do to make myself feel a little bit more secure and I'm going to do it. You don't have to tell me by law, this is what I have to do. I was going to do it anyway, you know? So <clears throat> so you have a lot more of that. So, like I said, now on the backside of all that, it's like, it's like, it's like this, it's almost kind of like what's happening financially with all these inflated markets, you know, there's, there's these bubbles, that just keep expanding and they're going to pop. Well, we're in another bubble. We're in a mental health bubble. Now It's going to be a lot more of those popping, you know, on this side of the pandemic, in my opinion, and yeah. from what I'm seeing, even just when you see some of the, I'm a dipshittery, as you like to say, on, on
1: social media. You know, it seems
0: like there's more dipshittery in the last two years than has ever been.
1: <laughs> you know, because, well, yeah, I get feel it. People like they have to have these aberrant behaviors to get attention. And that's a sign of a mental health issue right yes. away. This, this goes back to what I'm saying about a lot of people who say they don't have mental health issues do. They just don't see it. I can see that you do. I, I'm just honest about mine while this person is delusional about theirs. And here's another one that I want your take on as well. Now, a lot of, not, I shouldn't say a lot, but some parents I've talked to have talked about how this whole crisis has made their kids suicidal. They can't see their friends. They can't go to school. I go, look, you're looking for a simple answer to a complex problem. I don't believe for a second that this kid had no mental health issues whatsoever, and then because you're stuck at home for a year or so, all of a sudden you're suicidal, you know, something had to be there already. And just this just made it. More this, is, this was the tipping point. This was that straw that broke that, you know, camel's back, proverbial right. camel's back. They couldn't hide it anymore. Yeah. It well. to the surface. And that's not a bad thing. Let it come to the surface. And the problem with people is this, is that when they hear about someone who committed suicide or tried to commit suicide, like Chester and Lincoln Park and Chris Cornell, they always say something really stupid afterwards. They always say, oh, man, why would he do that? He had so much to live for. He had kids. He had a wife who was selfish. That is someone who has never dealt with So what they're trying to say is that only orphans man. kill themselves? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like- You oh, have no oh. idea how much pain someone is in. Like I told you, there's a friend of mine whose son committed suicide recently. The yeah. kid was 18. And as usual, everyone who heard about that had all the same stupid things that people that have never dealt with mental illness or depression or suicidal thoughts- <laughs> He, he was just His life
0: was just beginning. He had so much potential and he had so many things that you don't look forward to,
1: did he? Why would he commit suicide? So, well, you don't understand how. Look, depression hurts. It hurts yeah. just like your leg hurts when you get broken. It hurts just like your arm hurts when it gets broken. It hurts in a more profound way than those things.
0: But here's the thing, though. When your arm is broken, when you get that pain, your arm being broken or something like that, you know what the cause of the pain is. And you usually have a, a direct treatment for it. You right. actually you know what you to need to do is like you break a leg, you put on a cat, you get an operation, you get a cast. And then you got eight to 12 weeks, you know, maybe at least for it to heal with depression. Right. You don't know. Sometimes you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know why. Cause in your mind, you're thinking, you're thinking just like some of these people are saying, you're thinking like, I got a beautiful family, great kids. You know, my life is great. I'm, I'm making, you know, I have a killer salary. It's like I, all my bills are paid. i I'm not hungry. I'm not starving. I, I volunteer. I'm doing that's all the, the things
1: looks at right. I'm there. checking
0: all the boxes here. And, but yet and still, I'm, you know, I feel this way. And then guess what now comes in the guilt. Cause you're thinking like, you know, now I'm, I must to feel this way. I'm, I must be ungrateful for all the blessings that I have because that's what you're told by society, you know, not knowing
1: that there's a chemical imbalance going on, you know, so you got, you checked all the boxes except the whole well, that, thing about being a psychologist thing. or a biologist. Yeah, Yeah, That's the other dumb thing people say is like, number one, depression is independent of circumstances. That's the one thing people do not understand at all. So it has nothing to do with your circumstances. Don't confuse sadness with depression. You could have the greatest circumstances in the world and still be depressed. You could have horrific circumstances and not be depressed just based on your biochemistry, based on your mental health, but based on your your brain health and everything else. Mm, So based on sociology,
0: you know, just like you you got a a support system in, in, in spite of all the bad, quote unquote,
1: you know, most unlikely situations. I mean, have you? Right. any of y'all been to Africa? <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Well, the other dumb thing people say when they're talking to someone with mental health is just like what you said. They try, to, they try to give you a guilt trip. It's like, oh man, what are you sad about? What are you depressed about? You know, you got food in the fridge, you got this and that. It's like, look, yeah, those things may all be true, but that has nothing to do with my depression. So don't try to make me feel guilty for feeling this way when it's, it's outside of my control. I feel this way for- well, Reasons that are way more profound than circumstances. And look, the reason why a lot of people want to achieve success is because they think it's going to improve their mental health. Like, oh, if I just get this, if I just get these four things, I'm going to feel so much better. And you will to some extent, but then you're going to go right back to where you were before.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of times the the folks that are replying and saying those things like, you know, what are you feeling that way for? Why are you depressed? Uh, It's because the situation makes them uncomfortable and they don't know what to do with that. (laughs) because <laughs> you know, people think people feel like they have to be fixers. They have to rescue folks, you know, right. or they feel so inadequate when they can't really come with a come up with a viable answer for what's going on. So then they end up rebelling rebellion and flip flopping and kind of gaslighting, you know, per right. se. Folks, right. like, well, you, you shouldn't have to feel. I, I know you dude. OK, I'm not asking you to fix it. OK, right. like, that's that's the reason why so many folks who are dealing with depression don't talk to people. Because they don't want to have to deal with all that. They're already feeling bad as it is. Yeah. And now they're feeling like, well, now I'm making you feel uncomfortable and you're inadequate and blah, blah, blah And that wasn't my intention. So I don't want to make this person feel that, feel that way. And it uh-huh. sucks when you don't have, you know, someone that, that, that provides space or, you know, you have that trusted person that can just be there. Like, look, I'm not sitting here saying I need you to cure me or, you know, be my therapist. Sometimes just like I just, you know, people are just thinking like, I just need you to see me you know, even then they probably even know that they need you to see them until you see them, you know, just like you were saying, you know, yeah. in our conversation before this, just like you were talking to a friend who was, you know, having those suicidal thoughts or whatever. And you just like, Hey, you know, how, how are you doing? You yeah. know, instead of trying to come up with an answer, you just came up with a question, you know, cause you, you, you're trying to just see them, you right. know what I'm saying? And, and just even there may be some people who just, they don't know how they are. And that right there, that's, that's a, that's a viable answer. When it's like, how are you? I don't know. You know, that's understandable. Sometimes you don't, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of things, a lot to unpack. You know, you don't even realize you have a closet full of, you know, of luggage that you're carrying around with all this stuff, you know? So, and every time you take a bag out and you open it up, you're surprised by what's inside. But you just got to have, you know, the right situation, the most optimal situation to start, you know, unpacking some of that luggage that you've been carrying around. You don't sometimes you don't remember that even realize that today you're feeling a certain kind of way because of something that happened to you when you were three years old. Right. <laughs> you know, and so, hell, by the time you need to schedule a therapy session, if you're fortunate enough to have therapy, you know, you some other situations have happened. now. And that is a totally different reason to be
1: feeling depressed. You know, by the time that yeah. session happens, I mean, those of us that have that, that have survived stuff as kids, I can say personally, the things that do help, number one, therapy definitely helps. But number two, even more effective than therapy is talking to other people that are survivors because right. they help you heal, you help them heal because it's relatable. You're not alone with it anymore, because when I listen to other people describe how they feel and and, the, and how much sadness it still causes, I get that. I understand that completely. And I don't want someone to feel that way, but part of me actually feels good to hear them say that because I go, okay, good. I'm not alone because I feel the same exact way. And I'm going to let you know that. So now you know, you're not alone. And that's a big deal. Now that's not, That may sound like something trivial to people who have never dealt with it, but it's, it's a big deal because depression can be an extremely lonely place because everyone's trying to put on this brave face that everything's good. And, and for someone that's dealing with depression, you feel, man, I'm, there's something wrong with me. I mean, everyone out there is just doing great. Why can't I get it together? Somebody, trust me, most of the, most of those
0: people are not doing great. No, especially, they're especially if part they're, part they're part. showing you how great they're doing. Those are the ones most likely. That, oh, they're just as depressed as you are. They're just dealing with it in a different way. Yeah, they're acting. It's, they're it's, acting it's, out it's, in it's a different way. Life.
1: Yeah, if you're posting every second of your personal life on Instagram, that's, that's a sign that you're not really that happy with your life. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to overcompensate so much. You can just go like, look, if you come out here and you and I go out to have dinner, we're not going to be taking photos of it and documenting it. We're just going to be having a good time. (laughs) <laughs> we living in the moment.
0: Yeah, right? we're come on, 15 like, years on, later 15 years later, life. we don't have to sit if 15 years later, and I don't know how many meals we've had at Mint, there's no reason for you to take you and I take a picture at Mint. Yeah, <laughs> neither, one, not, <laughs> neither one of us have even thought about it.
1: <laughs> there hasn't been one time. I mean, honestly, it done. sounds so
0: ridiculous just using it as an example just now. When I said I'm like, don't say that. That's stupid. <laughs> but, I,
1: but I need to use it for an example. I mean, some of the shit I wish we did document like that one time oh man don't let your phone
0: mess up now but i know what you're probably saying you're probably talking about the cosmo but i think your phone just
1: checked out on us (laughs) Yep, it's a sign of a health Hmm. issue a mental health issue honestly all joking aside Hmm. when you have to document every facet of your life because you're looking for validation Validation from other like, Oh, your life is so great. Oh, I wish I had th- that going on. And now you feel better because, or you when
0: want to be celebrated like, Oh, good for
1: you. You deserve it. I mean, what does it say about you? If you have the only way you feel better about yourself is when other people are envious of what you have. What do you, what does that say about you? It doesn't say anything good in my opinion. Well, that's my,
0: smells like narcissism to me. I don't know. That's, exactly <laughs> that's just me <laughs> or is it? So
1: oh, you guys look so great together. Oh, you look like you're having so much fun. It's like, yeah, you look great together without a photo of it too. (laughs) You don't have to have a fucking photo. You don't have to document every goddamn thing you do. Sometimes people are like, oh man, you don't share your personal life on Instagram. Why the fuck would I share my personal life on Instagram? I I think the P
0: word they're looking for, I tell people, I said, no, it's not my personal life. You mean my private life? Yeah. (laughs) There's a reason why it's called a private
1: life. So when I'm out there enjoying my private life, I'm enjoying it. I'm not sitting there thinking, hold on a second. Let's get a picture of this. Oh, hold on a second. Let me whip out my selfie stick and we can just walk (laughs) around and film us walking around and talking. (laughs) It's so irritating. When I see people, it's, it's funny because nowadays I, I notice people doing stuff. For social media all the time. Staged.
0: Everything's so yeah, staged. Yeah.
1: I was at the park the other day and I was walking Raina and here was some girl in her little fitness outfit and she had her selfie stick in front of her. And you can tell she's probably doing a live feed or something. And I go, God, can you can you be any more contrived than this? Hey,
0: you know, it's a profession now, you know, to be a content creator or an influencer. To my to, you know what's so you know what's so funny to me like there was a time when an influencer was a dirty word. You know, to be an influencer is like a drug dealer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know, the, the town bad boy that's you know, yeah. that's always getting getting arrested or whatever. It's like, you know, they, they had something else associated with that influence. It was called peer pressure. You gotta be aware <laughs> you gotta be aware of those influencers, you know, they make you make bad decisions. And so now they're celebrated because let's just be honest. A lot of these influencers are still coaching you guys on making bad decisions, you know, buying bullshit supplements, you know, doing bullshit workouts, doing bullshit diets, buying into bullshit Ponzi schemes and MLM to my, to my get into Forex when you have not even studied any of the markets or whatever, but you know, these influencers got you buying dieters, tea. <laughs> so all this stuff to my, this is what influencers are doing. They, they got some of you girls buying some shitty weaves and bad wigs <laughs> it's like, like who shot you down the middle of your forehead for that big split between that lace front wig that you're wearing? But that influencer was wearing it. So, hey, you know, and it's real, this real hair from India. Like, yeah, but do you even know the story of how that they, they came? They got that hair for, in the first place. Now, you got to put yourself in their place. Would you want that to happen to one of your daughters or your mother? You know, how, how that weave even came about?
1: You know, you got to ask yourself those things. But no, that influencer says they're wearing it. So that's what you're going to be doing. Well, that's the other big problem with social media is that anybody can become a quote-unquote expert. (laughs) And we were talking about how you have all these hormone optimization twats who think they're an expert on something that takes years of studying to really understand even the basics. And I can just pick apart their arguments within seconds. And I don't even consider myself an expert. I'm like Dr. Mark Gordon, that's an expert. Dr. Julio Garcia, that's an expert. Me, I'm someone who has been around experts and has done a lot of research, so I understand the field pretty well, but it, even I wouldn't put myself out there as, oh yeah, I'm an expert, and here's, here's the solution to every problem you have. And they always have these very overly simplified posts with just basic advice that is... That that is not going to be effective, and because there's so it much, might. there's so might, much nuance in individual cases. You can't. Here's an example. Hey, Mike,
0: how can I how can I balance my hormones? I mean, I'm feeling a little off, and I, you know, well, today when I woke up, I didn't wake up with morning wood, so I'm, <laughs> my hormones must be messed up. What's the what's the best advice you can give me? Meanwhile, I'm posting this in the comments of your basic influencers, you know, Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> So his answer, oh, man, you need to just change your diet, man, you know, and, and get three workouts a week and, you know, and, and make sure they're 45 minutes long and, you know, and drink a smoothie every morning and make sure you have maca. They'll get you they'll get you wood back up, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I'm gonna go do that today. Where, so working where out by maca or working out by makeup.
1: <laughs> so and this is the simple stuff that you get. Like, Really? Well, I I always know someone doesn't know jack shit when they say the male hormone, testosterone, (laughs) the female hormone. Okay. Well, I mean, testosterone is not a male hormone any more than estrogen is a female hormone, given that we both have them. And not only do we both have them, it's important that we have optimal levels of both. Now, obviously, it's going to be different in terms of the levels that are optimal for each gender. But men need optimal levels of estrogen. If you all the symptoms that a lot of people associate with low T, a lot of times it's low estrogen because when you have really low testosterone, you have less conversion to estrogen. So now your estrogen is really low too. It's depleted. And that's gonna have mental, I mean, talking about mental health. If your estrogen is too low, you're gonna feel suicidal. You're gonna feel like shit. You can have no sex drive, no sex function. So this whole notion of that's why sometimes people get on TRT and then their doctor puts them on an aromatase inhibitor, such as a something that's really potent. They often feel like shit, even though their blood work shows their testosterone is at 1,300 total and free is right. 200 off the scales. And then their estrogen is 15, right, really low. And they're like, man, I feel like shit. It's like, yeah, of course you do. Because- Someone that's on TRT, their, what's, what, what's their optimal estrogen level is going to be a lot different than someone who isn't. So if you're producing 1,400 total testosterone, you don't need your estrogen to be between 20 and 30. It can go up to 60, 70 or more, and the ratio is still fine. And lowering it, rarely is it the problem of too much estrogen levels. Usually it's too low testosterone so if you have high estrogen and really low testosterone, sure, that's a big problem. But a lot of times you have low estrogen because you have low testosterone, and that's an even bigger problem. It's like I'd rather have estrogen slightly elevated than depleted. I mean, I'm telling you, it makes – it's 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 so much bad advice on that topic too. And still fight it for the fact they only talk about – <laughs>
0: testosterone and estrogen like you know there's other hormones that play yeah. in, in during this too like yeah, those hormones, all those other
1: control hormones so they're not they're not even the most important right you got, <laughs> right. You got leptin you got adrenaline you got hormone you got melatonin i mean there's so many other hormones that are important to optimize dhea is super yeah. important especially for those of us with mental health issues dhea often we're depleted in dhea and dhea is what keeps cortisol in check so you, you ramp up your dhea levels it makes a world of a difference you know, someone that already has decent DHA levels, you ramp that person's up. It's not going to make any difference because right. they didn't need it. So that th- things have to be personalized. That's why I hate all this generalized advice. Oh, just eat a really clean diet. Make sure your sleep is on point. And know, what does things- that even
0: look like? And to, to to, even to, what does a clean diet look like? Because you know what you may suggest, they may have allergies toward those foods. You know, so even that's very general.
1: Some people, the carnivore diet is their idea of a clean diet.
0: Or that, or what's that, that guy on you, that liver dude, all these raw liver, that guy, like, whoa.
1: Now look, I mean, well, people can get good results with all kinds of weird shit, but that doesn't (laughs) work for you. you Right. I mean, are are there people that do the carnivore diet and it's working for them? Yeah, there are, but there's just as many that have tried it and they felt like total shit, probably way more.
0: Because the thing is like, how long have they been doing this carnivore diet is the question.
1: That's and, the
0: real and what is what does their peak performance look like? Have they, have they even in, have they even enjoyed peak performance in anything? You know, and right. like even that's relative. Like, what is peak performance at that point? You know, yeah. like, well, if they changed that and added some, you know, fruits or vegetables, whatever. Could they perform this certain thing a lot better? Right. You know, well, then that's not peak
1: performance, then, is it? It's right. just the limited performance people love as, extremes that just take things to the furthest extreme yeah it's like hey i like eating meat i got an idea i'm only gonna eat meat <laughs> that sounds like a great idea and then for a few people it actually works and then a bunch right. of other people think oh let me try that too and it doesn't work it's Like, the- i got
0: fatter yeah <laughs> your body's not processed that animal fat the way you know his body does first of all i mean look at his genetics compared to yours oh you didn't do that that's why. Oh, you didn't take no, that also, consideration. Also,
1: why? Why are you pushing fifty and you still don't know how to eat?
0: You, still, you know, <laughs> how you know, have you made it this far?
1: <laughs> you're, still, sure. you're still
0: looking for how to eat healthy. That, go, no, that magic. No, that magic diet. But we don't say the D word because. You can't have diet without the word done. And
1: it's always, oh, oh, do you eat brown rice? No, okay, I'm not going to eat it either. It's like, look, I may not eat it for a very specific reason. You may eat it and do great with it. So it's not as simple as, oh, here's how I, that's why I always say, look, whenever people ask me, what does my vegan diet look like? I'll tell them, but I always preface it with, look, this is what works for me. You know, I've been doing this for 28 years. Obviously it works. You're not going to last this long, but I'm not going to tell you that you're going to get the same exact results because there's nuance with this kind of stuff. Now, you can play around with ideas, you can apply concepts, but you're going to have to figure this out on your own at some point, how to dial things in. No no, no one can do all of that for you. Just like with training, you've been working out for 20 years and you're still hiring trainers. I mean, you you haven't figured out what works for you at this point. Right. I got to find me a new trainer. <laughs> it's always easy to just focus on something. You know, like people will work so hard not to think about something, you know, just to just to pass the buck to someone else. Well, why do I have to think when I
0: can just pay somebody to think for
1: me? <laughs> See, that's a That doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> chances are they don't feel. As hey, good, how, they don't, how's that working out with your government right now? <laughs> yeah, chances are they don't care about your own happiness as much as you should or do. Right, right. <laughs> That's the thing about even hormone stuff too, is like, look, if I hire Dr. Gordon, is it going to be useful? Absolutely. But he's got other things to do. He doesn't have time to sit around all night thinking about my levels and what <laughs> I should be doing, but I have time to do that. That's why I know so much about this shit because I think about it all the time. I'm walking right now. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm reading stuff at night. I'm thinking about it that has nothing to do with it. That's just my obsessive mind, but that's how you, that's how you figure out things. You right. got to have that kind of obsessive mind about it. Like, well, I'm just going to pay someone else. It's like, good. You know, you should pay an expert. That's a, that's a good step too. But don't think that they they, they can't solve every single problem for you. No. Nah.
0: <laughs> There's no way a person. Why not? He's a professional. <laughs> Shouldn't he be able to? <laughs> it's like, he's yeah, a so- human. He's has, she, he or she is a human. They have limits.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, when I used to design training programs for people, Most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, I had really good customers. I've always been very fortunate to have really good customers throughout my career, largely. But every once in a while, you get some outlier that comes through where you start wondering, how did this person think that I was a fit for them, You know, based on the way I present myself? And they'll work out for two weeks and go, hey, I'm not seeing any results. If I don't get results by next week, I'm going to ask for a cancellation. And I'll just refund that motherfucker right there. I go, three weeks... Three weeks, you're 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 just astonished that you haven't overhauled your physique in three weeks. That's your expectation. It's just absurd. Some of the like, did you get that way in three weeks? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're not going to go from no income to now you're making seven hundred thousand a year in a couple weeks, okay, or months, or years that people just have these ridiculous expectations on. And why does everything have to happen so fast? Because we're
0: in a microwave society. Everything happens so fast because we're now in the age of, the internet. we're knee deep, ass deep in the age of the internet where everything, you get instant results. You can just go on Google and find something right away. And it doesn't mean necessarily that you found the right thing right away, but you found (laughs) it right away. You got these results that said- Right (laughs) away.
1: Huh?
0: You found something right away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something (laughs) popped up. You know, it doesn't mean it was the thing that you wanted, but See, it's look, the
1: thing. if someone came to me and said, you know, I, I've already achieved the fitness goals I've wanted to achieve. So I'm just saying this as an example, but let let's say that I was new to fitness and someone's like, look, I can get you to where you want to go. It's going to take five years of concerted effort, though. We got to do these things now. If someone told me that, I would be like, man, five years is not that long a time. I can commit to that because I'm very dedicated and I love this stuff. And I'm going to be doing it five years from now, regardless of whether I'm working with this person. But the average person's going to hear that and they're going to be like, five years? Oh my God, five years? You know, right now, right now,
0: because like we talk about, you know, we're tired of all these fitness, you know, experts online or whatever. You know what? We both talk about this. I'm also tired of all these financial experts online, <laughs> especially everybody in the world of crypto. In fact, I'm so sick of hearing the word crypto now and everything. I can't watch a TV show now without no, no, now cri- no, crypto is now the, had
1: that episode with crypto. I was laughing, thinking about you. I was like, crypto is, is now the,
0: the official terrorist of every TV show on. The air right now, you know, this TV show Endgame. Every every terrorist now is well, well. We we found his crypto wallet full of, and even billions. It's like you know, yeah. Mike Prince is storing all this money on his crypto. Wallet. I'm like, oh my god, just make it stop, just it's stop, you uneducated no. fool. No, Shut up. No, <laughs> and it they never bad. say what crypto. They just say, he's, come on, he, he's got a, a wallet full of crypto and he's using it for which one? What, what coins? What does he uh-huh. use? Yeah, they, uh-huh. they
1: don't want to say that. Okay. Yeah, name something
0: yeah. specific. Well, you know, let's, let's get right down to it. You know, so I'm so sick so have, of that. But like I said, I'm, I'm sick of these.
1: You have you have someone who learned about it three months ago. Now they're talking like. They're well, they had
0: Dogecoin, you know, a year ago. Now all of a sudden they're crypto experts, and that's that's my thing. That's what I was alluding to right here. It's like I'm sick of all these experts now online who now can tell you everything you need to know about crypto, you know, or, and they, they made a few hundred bucks, maybe a few thousand bucks with Dogecoin or whatever meme coin. And now they're crypto experts, or they've been holding Bitcoin for the last decade or so. But trust me, during that time, a lot of them didn't know where, you know, where um, it was going to, where Bitcoin was going to go. Got a little worried with it, you know, but now all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, all you need is Bitcoin. That's it. Don't waste every, every other crypto is a scam. It's not backed you know, buy anything just like the dollar, you know, but you know, Bitcoin, you know, it's, it's a store of value, which is true, but to sit there and tell someone that's all they need is very pretentious, you know, it's, it's, it's more elitist bullshit. That just started out because, you know, you, you say that you're for the greater good and you know, talk about all the good that Bitcoin can do. And trust, I'm right there with you. I agree. There's a lot that it can do, especially for people who are unbanked, like in poor countries, you know, or in marginalized areas of our own country. You know, because right. a lot of those folks don't have bank accounts and they can't get loans. They can't get anything to even help them survive. They barely can do anything when it comes to savings. It's like if they get savings, they're losing money especially during all the inflation we got going on. So yes, something like Bitcoin can do a lot of good for everyone. Okay. Even so-called bad actors, (laughs) it can even help them too. But guess what? That's anything in the world. So, but at the end of the day, but don't act like that is the, that is the magic pill. We're always looking for this magic pill. It's just one thing, the end all, the be all right here it is, you know, but and so, and that's what you see. You see those extremes online now and it, what ends up happening it makes things very confusing to those who are trying to they're just hearing about it. They follow these fools. They believe them. They get scammed. They lose everything or whatever. And then they end up hating it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I tried crypto once, man. And it's like, I-, I lost all my money. Well, first of all, you bought it to hide the market or you <laughs> bought a bullshit coin that you didn't do. First of all, you didn't do your own research as th- do your own research applies to everything, right? Everything. Right. Okay. So then you can cater it and make it work for you. So you got to ask yourself a lot of tough questions. What are you willing to invest that you're also willing to lose? Right. Right. That will wipe a lot of people, take a lot of people out of the game pretty quickly. If you just start off with that, what are you willing to lose? Because there's a chance you can lose it all. There's also a chance that you can get way more than you ever dreamed of. You know, so there's that. That's life, though. (laughs) That's just life. You know, there's a, there's a chance that when I walk out that door, I can lose my life. I can, anything could happen. Right. Random idiot could just run his car through my front yard as I'm coming out the door. But my (laughs) life was great. Two, two minutes before that, you know, you know, at the same time I could go out there and I could save someone's life. Somebody falls out on the sidewalk, having a heart attack and, or they got injured and I had my first aid kit and I was able to render aid before an ambulance got there just because I just happened to walk out my door and I helped save a life. Right. Never expected that to happen. But at the same time, I was prepared for it to happen because, you know, did necessary things to learn just in case it does happen. You know, so you don't know what can happen like that, man. So it can go, life can go either way. But one thing about it, life is going to go wherever the hell it's going to go. And so, so you got to make sure how prepared am I for whatever life hands me. So I don't want to sit there and invite a bunch of people in who don't know me when I'm trying to decide like, hey, <laughs> life can hand me all these different lemons. I'm not going to trust everybody's lemon tree in the process. Because some might be GMO, some might be organic. Some of them just might be okay just the way they are. (laughs) So that's how you got to think about things. You got to really think about yourself. And again, man, like I said, that right there, it's trusting. That's another thing. So at the end of the day, you're you're, you're, you're allocating your mental health to someone else. You're delegating to someone who's really not as invested in it as you are. Even if someone loves you and cares for you and their loved one. They're not as invested in you as you are into you because you got to live with you 24 seven. They don't.
1: So- well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell, I'll go through my story a little bit with mental health stuff. So I've, I've had mental health issues as long as I can remember. Now, the advice I got from other people around me, let's say my father and my mother and friends and all that, I know they're coming from what they think is a helpful place, but right. the advice they gave me wasn't helpful at all because they don't understand what it's like to have depression. They don't get it. Now, what I realized about myself is I'm never going to be happy if I make a living doing something that I'm not passionate about. Right? Because I'm either going to be super passionate about something or I'm going to hate it. There's no in-between. I'm not someone who can just do a regular job and just learn to live with it. That's just not me. And I knew that at an early age. Yeah. So I go, I have to take charge of as many. There's, there's things about my mental health that I really can't do anything about. But there's also plenty I can do a lot about. So in addition to taking charge of my fitness... My nutrition. I also have to take charge of my life and be honest with myself. I'm not going to be happy doing all these other things that people are recommending to me. I know what's going to make me happy. I knew I wanted to be in the fitness industry and I knew I wanted to do it on my own terms and I wanted to work for myself and be independent. Now, does that make all the depression go away having achieved a certain level of success following your passion? It makes a big difference for sure because. I would be even more depressed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Work for someone else. I'd probably, honestly, to all joking aside, I don't think I'd even be alive. I think I would have ran myself off a cliff or committed suicide. I, and I say that with hundred percent sincerity because I that was the that was the road. I that was the trajectory I saw myself going down if I didn't make strong changes. Now, in addition to loving what you do for a living, now other people are like, well, I can't do what I want to do for a living. It's like, look, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you my story. I'm just telling you what I had to do, what works for me. I'm not saying everybody else should do the same thing. But also, personal life has to be a healthy place too. And I was married to a horrible person, and there's no way I was going to be happy as long as her ugly ass was in my life. Okay. So you have to get rid of these people that are just energy drains. You can't, why, why would anyone be happy married to someone who makes you miserable? It's not possible. I don't care what drugs you take or how you distract yourself. It is not possible. Certainly not possible for me. So what I realize is I need to surround myself with people that I enjoy being around, especially in the context of a marriage or your significant other. I need to do what I love for a living. I need to take charge of my health. And then also I need to do stuff that's improving the lives of other people. In my case, people and animals. Yeah. Now, if I do all those things, does it make the mental health issue go away completely? No, but it it lowers the voice in your head enough that you can right. function and enjoy life. The voice is still in your head saying, Hey, just go ahead and end it. You don't need to be here. That voice is always going to be there, but it's not in the forefront of your mind anymore. Right.
0: I mean, when that voice pops up, well, Hey, you know, like, you know what? I got shit to do. Fuck off. <laughs> and I do. And I, and I, 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 I have actually said that <laughs> whenever, even the doubt, like, well, you know, what's in the past, like, well, what? no, I've got a lot of shit that I need to do. Right. So my, I can, I can honestly tell myself those things that so many of the other people who don't understand mental health, like to say, like, there are a lot of people depending on me being here. Okay? Right. There's a lot of people that need me here, mainly myself, because I, hey, look, man, I've, I'm fortunate for the life that I have, you know, so I don't want to waste that because there are a lot of people who wish they had that opportunity. I'm pretty sure if they were here, they would want that opportunity again, but they're not here, you right. know, and they probably, they took, they probably took a lot of dreams and, 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 and they took also a lot of doubt with them to the grave. You know, so because they probably kept doubting themselves and or there were things that happened in their lives that made them doubt themselves and they didn't have a chance to address those issues or whatever. And there's a lot of missed opportunities. There's a lot of greatness that we'll never be privy to, you know, that went <laughs> to the grave with people, you know, because, again, a lot of them didn't have the right support system. A lot of them didn't have that that sounding board. A lot of them just didn't have people just to, just to see them. They probably had a lot of people trying to fix them or just cost them to the wayside, one thing or the yeah. other. You know, which when you're trying to fix them, it's also you're still tossing someone to the to the wayside <laughs> because, again, you're trying to make them into something that they're not. You trying to make them into something that you want to see that makes you feel comfortable. Right. So you are dismissing that person. You don't see them. And at the end of the day, I've said it a million times. I've said it a million times on the show. At the end of the day, the one thing I, I'm pretty sure I think we can all agree on that we all at the end of the day just want to be seen. Yeah. That's the reason why so many people yeah. do things to try to get attention on social media because right. they're screaming to be seen. But the problem is what they're doing is putting themselves in a situation to be looked at and not seen. Right, That's the thing. You're just looking at them. And a the problem with today's society, this microwave society we're talking about where everything's all about the scroll, people are, when they're looking at you, it's only momentarily because they're looking at something else as they scroll up, scroll down, swipe left, swipe right. It, you know, that's the problem of being looked at. So, it, and guess what? You feel unfulfilled. So now you feel like, well, I got to do a little more. So next time they will see me. No, they're just going to look at you again. Maybe right. they're going to look at you even worse than in, in a different light than they did before. You're like, oh my God, look well, at my this.
1: My attitude that. about social media is this. Can you shut it down for two weeks where you don't look at it at all? And if the answer right. is no, you got a problem. because you got a problem. Weeks- I can cut out anything for two weeks. I can cut out coffee for two weeks. I can yeah. cut out working out for two weeks. I can cut out whatever it is I enjoy for two weeks. I can cut out weed for two weeks. It's, I mean, whatever it is, it does nothing. Now, if you can't cut it out for two weeks, you realize something else: you have a problem, right?
0: Because my thing is, I always ask myself, what would happen if they turn all this off? Well, <laughs> they can't shut off the internet. Okay, what if they? What if we encounter an, e, an e, you know, EMP? Right. <laughs> you know and then we go to the dark ages what are you folks gonna do you gotta ask yourself that and the thing is now things like that is not just paranoia that's a possibility okay. <laughs> you know it's a high probability that could happen at any time because you know it doesn't have to be the most destructive it's, it's a nuke that goes off at about with three miles above there, 300 miles above Earth, something like that and everything with a transistor in it is now paperweight including your car What could you do without your car for two weeks? Well, how am I going to get to work? I said your car. I didn't say the bus. I didn't say the public transit system. I didn't say Uber. I said your car. You know, so if the first thing you say like, "Oh, well, how am I going to get to work?" That's a problem because you've now you no longer use deductive reason. You never you you no longer using those the science and the skill of reasoning anymore, and realizing that you have options. And some things are not, of course, they're going to be somewhat inconvenient if you're even going to call it that but i'm thinking the fact that you can still find a way to get to a a place that's going to pay you some money where you don't have to instead of just sitting home and being broke doing nothing you sound like you have a little bit of a privilege there buddy so that's so sounds like a minor inconvenience if your car is not working for two weeks you know it's not the end of the world you come on you can find a way so
1: that's the thing, man. Yeah, you can go. You can go to. You can go to the stored body fat in your ass. Finally, and ride yeah, it.
0: use that for two weeks. You don't
1: even have to eat. <laughs> Just drink water. That's all you have to do during those two weeks. That's the one thing you can't stop doing for two weeks. Is drink water. But you can stop eating. You can take that bicycle out of the garage that hasn't been used in two years and actually use that as your transportation. You could walk to the bus stop. Use that for your transportation. Yeah, you can
0: actually ride that bike to the bus stop because they have racks on the public transit system <laughs> yeah, to put yeah. your bikes on. Yeah. So, and while you're at it, you can go ahead and grab you, sign up for DoorDash or whatever, and you can deliver while you're doing that shit. So
1: so sometimes you realize that, I mean, it's hard to realize that when you're going through it, but sometimes you realize that having certain problems was absolutely necessary to become things like a good look. If I never had mental health issues, I would, I probably wouldn't have gone down this road. I know people that their set point for happiness is very low, meaning that they only have to get up to one or two or three rings from the bottom to feel great. They don't have to achieve a lot or do certain things. Then there's people like me who have to get way up just to feel good, just to feel the way an average person probably feels who has a regular job just walking around. Now, once you know that about yourself, there's no point diluting yourself. You go, okay, this is what I need to achieve to get to where I want to go. Kind of like Martin Luther King told a kid one time, he goes, man, I have to study twice as hard to keep up with my peers. And he goes, well, then study twice as hard. You know? <laughs> exactly. You, know, you, I mean, need, you, you already need, know what to do. Hours, so. for, yeah, if you need to put in two hours for every one hour of someone else, then put in two hours. Yeah.
0: And that's why a lot of times like when people are like, oh, what should I do? I'm like, most of the time, you already know the answer. You just want permission. Yes. You want permission to actually execute. Okay. So, and one of two things happened with that. It's just like, you know, there's a lack of belief in yourself and, or you need someone to blame when it goes wrong. Right. You don't want to blame yourself.
1: You want someone else involved with that decision. So <laughs> hey, now it's it, my Well, uh, you're the one that told me to do
0: so-and-so I'm like, and you're a grown ass <laughs> man. I,
1: so buy bitcoin and then it tanked three weeks later fuck him <laughs> <You know? laughs> that <kind of> thing.
0: <laughs> like i didn't tell you
1: damn i didn't tell you do anything i said do what works for you <laughs> Mike well, told me my testosterone levels are important so i went to a doctor and he put me on weekly injections and now i feel like shit fuck him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not quite that simple yeah i'm like does mike even know who you are have you ever talked to him
0: well no but i was listening to the show and he said that
1: i didn't tell you to go do that i don't (laughs) just tell people to go do something right just like I didn't tell you a
0: dumbass to go get fucking Bitcoin at the height of the market, you jackass. Yeah. If anything I say, you hey, didn't <laughs> to do it.
1: you didn't have to buy it. And whatever the consequences are now, you got to take responsibility for that. It's not exactly. It's not- I don't tell no. people
0: what to do anything. If I even engage in a conversation, I'm going to engage you with the question. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. again, what are you willing to lose? Right. <laughs> so and a lot of people are like oh, I'm not willing to lose shit. I'm like, well, this is <laughs> investing is not for you. Not this yeah. type of investing.
1: Yeah, if you have low risk tolerance, then this is Oof, not-
0: this is not for you. If you,
1: have, if you have low risk tolerance in life, you're not going to have a very exciting anything life.
0: dealing with volatility is going to you're going to deal with you're not going to deal with depression. You're going to deal with anxiety, <laughs> which is going to bring on a whole different type of it's depression.
1: Creating an exciting life is risky. You yeah, have, you have to you have to put some you have to put a lot on the line in order for that possible outcome. Can, to I, can
0: I say this though? Living a mediocre life. Is risky. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's <So. laughs> the biggest risk. Of all. That would be the biggest risk for me personally. I like I said, I wouldn't even be here now if that's yeah. the, if that's the trajectory I just kept going down. There's no way I would have. I mean, I was miserable. I was 26 and just miserable, just totally. I mean, I, I always have depression, but it was just so pronounced then. And people around me are like, "Oh, you are finally making good money, doing a job, and all of this." Yeah, you must be happy now. I'm like, "Nope, I'm not." In fact, if anything, this shows me how unhappy I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's up to me to make the changes. I'm yeah. not going to blame everyone else That this is the situation I allowed to get myself into. So I got to take charge of this and get myself out of this and create the kind of life I want. And that's within my capacity to do so.
0: so. At best, you can hope. the most you can hope for is that whatever life you live in becomes so freaking painful that you say enough. And I think for a lot of people, they never reach that point. That's something is something. Something that seems good happens in the middle of all of that, and they feel like, oh, whew, I got a reprieve now. I got a do over. Now that's kind of that kind of takes us to people who do commit suicide, and they just feel like, okay, <laughs> it's not happening. I'm not. It's just it's not getting any better.
1: Now that that reminds me of Dragon Door a little bit. We'll talk about some of the kettlebell days where I would see people that weren't happy being involved with Dragon Door, and mm-hmm. just when they're about to say, you know what, I'm going to exit they would get a little bit of a carrot and then be like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll stick around now because I just got this opportunity. Now, contrast that with me, 2006, I left at the peak of my success at that time. I had a lot more to lose than a lot of other people because I also had a lot more that I was gaining from. I mean, I was leveraging them just as much as they were leveraging me to my benefit. Now, the easy thing would have been just stay the course. But in my mind, I go, I'm not happy being here. I don't like the direction this thing is going in. But number one, I'm not happy being here. So there's no way for me to stay here if I want to be happy, just being totally honest with myself. Now, was it risky for me to leave the parent company at that stage of my career? Of course it was. But so what? It was what needed to be done for me to be happy. And then the rest takes care of itself. If I make decisions that are to the benefit of my mental health, it's going to work out in my favor. If I lie to myself and try to accept a situation that is unacceptable, that is always going to work to my peril.
0: Yeah, that's is funny. That's, that that whole scenario sounds almost like investing. So basically what you did, you bought low and you sold high. <laughs> you know, you came into the ground floor when, you know, it was just starting off when no one really knew about it, when it wasn't sexy, no one really cared, you know, but you saw the potential and you saw you had a conviction in, Kettle, you know, kettlebells as a business and as, you know, as a form of fitness, as a tool of fitness at a time when no one else was buying into it. You know, but the thing is, and then you watched it grow, you watched it grow, and then when it got right to its height, you know, when it got to its all-time high, you knew when to cash in your chips and sell your stock in the shit and move on. And you know, and and vertically vertically integrate into something else. You know, take, you know, take a little bit of it and use it as a foundation for your next You
1: know, start, but then it led to other things, you know, from, you know, know, what's interesting is, is it's similar mindset that you have. And what I mean by that is, it's not like I strategically make all these decisions going, okay, now it's time for me to transition to this. Now it's time for me to get into that. What I have is a curious mind, and I'm interested in a lot of stuff. So there's always things right. I'm learning about. Now, if you spend enough time learning about something, chances are an opportunity to monetize that in some way is going to present itself. I don't yeah. go in with that expectation. No. But, but usually that's what happens. And that's what's happened to me is that I'm always following my interests. And that's what allows me to get out of situations and get into ones that are beneficial for me. It's not because I have this crystal ball and know when to do these things. I'm just following. If something's not interesting to me anymore, I move. I have the courage to move out of that. I don't just exactly. keep it going because it's comfortable. It's normal. Now you've always done that. I mean, you're, you're in a really good example of someone who has done that many times. You were a DJ, you worked in the music industry, then in your, you're in the fitness industry, then you're doing firearms. Now you're really into investing. Now, you're into a lot of different things and you, pursue these things. And I think people like you and I, that's what we have to do. But as a side benefit to all of that, it actually works in our favor across our lives entirely.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, we go all in with it, you know, because it's like when it gets to that point where I can't, when you obsess over, you can't do anything, but think about that thing, right. you, you know, and when you act not even to the point where the algorithm knows this is what you look at it suggested for you, but that, that <laughs> happens too. Yeah. But to the point where you actually, actually go seek it first, And then you start seeing other suggestions on it. You actually get excited like, oh, shit, let me check that out. Let me check that out. You know, so, but at the point where whatever thing I was doing and I'm no longer really thinking about it or that thing becomes a hindrance to the point where it's interrupting the the other thing that I'm really focused on, I'm like, all right, this is it. Okay, it's time. Because you're going to see it because guess what? Since I'm not putting that much energy in that thing anymore, it's also not generating the type of income that want to keep me around. But even if it did, again, what, how do I feel about it? Because my, my thing is, at the end of the day, I don't need the money. Right. You know, I need, I need the interest. I need the excitement. I need the curiosity. If you're not providing those things for me, I'm out. You right. know, And somebody, if we're not genuinely providing something for each other in this, you know, I got to move on. You know, same thing. I've, I've learned that with relationships. You know, it's like, okay, this is really not working. No, I'm not just gonna sit there and just kick people to the curb, just like, oh, we had a falling out about this or we had a disagreement. Like, no, when it becomes a constant, you know, and, and it's constantly like that every time and each interaction becomes more and more of a bumping of heads, you know what <laughs> it's, You know, they're just like, you know what? This isn't working. And guess what? I'm not the ones like, but no, I'm gonna stick around. I, I'm gonna see this through because I made a commitment. No, I made a commitment to myself, first of all. Right. I am, I have no problems being selfish okay I have no problems when the plane is going down to put the mask on my face first because that's the only other way I can help the person next to me and that's how I look at it so if I'm sitting there putting other people before me I'm going to get frustrated I'm going to act out I'm going to do stuff that's going to hurt people I mean it's lack of compassion for
1: yourself I mean exactly so how can I show you compassion when I don't show it for myself yeah, you're a living being, too. And sometimes those of us that are really compassionate, we tend to have a lot of compassion for other beings. But when it comes to ourselves, we're really hard on ourselves. Yeah. And that, that's a total disconnect. The, the same kind of compassion you have for other beings, you have to have that compassion for yourself as well.
0: Yeah, it makes me question that compassion for other beings. Like, do you really yeah. have that kind of compassion? Are you putting on again? Is it, is it performance art? Yeah. How can I love you and I don't love myself? I don't care what anyone says, man. If I if I can't speak that language to myself, then I'm up here fronting. It's like me right now. If I just start saying a bunch of gibberish and say I'm speaking Arabic right now, it may sound like it phonetically, but I might be saying some words I probably should not be saying. And my wife be <laughs> really be like, ooh, I did that one day just out of fun. And she goes, do you know what you just said? She said, "What'd you learn that word?" I said, "Oh shit! What did I say?" <laughs> she, she goes, "Yeah, you probably should not say that out loud." <laughs> I was like, and then she told me, "I said, oh damn, damn." Phonetically, I put it together. I said, "I can understand. I can see how that is what that is." <laughs> I said, "So maybe just because of other languages I've learned." just kind of blended in there. And, you know, I was just doing it jokingly. And next thing you know, I said that thing, but look what happens, you know? So again, cause I don't speak the language or whatever, but it sounds like I did. It sounds like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> so that's the same thing. So if I don't sh- show compassion to myself and love to myself, I really can't show that to you. All I can do is
1: fake it. I can only go by what I've seen, and also and I mean, if, if you're self-destructive, you're not showing any compassion to yourself. No. You're drinking too much, you're smoking too much, you're doing really risky behavior. You're lying you're- all the damn time. You're you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're scheming okay. on your
0: friends, but you know, you, and you're thinking that it's okay. It's like, well, you know, this is the this is what life is about. I mean, you know, life screws <laughs> you in the end, so you you got to meet life where it is. What are you saying? That's dumb. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> so, tomorrow. You know, you got to make a decision. You're going to let life fuck you or you're going to fuck it. How about y'all don't uh, to touch yeah, each other?
1: Me, <laughs> don't touch each other without consent. How about that? You in life. It's <laughs> me having a lifestyle that's about physical health, eating yeah. healthy food, making sure my sleep is on point, you know, making sure my hormones are dialed in. These are all things that are compassionate for me, but they also allow me to be more compassionate for other people because I'm more energetic. I feel better about myself. because
0: yeah, If I'm hungry and tired, so my, I am not gonna be. <laughs> so I'm not going to be a nice person to be around. <laughs> Right. Right. If I'm hungry, especially I'm sleep deprived, you know, I, I'm malnourished, I'm dehydrated, you know, and I'm stressed because obviously I can't really think about anything productive without those elements, you know, right. If, being, you know, on par. So that means I'm probably lacking in income as well. My wife's probably getting pissed off because I'm not pulling my weight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a it's a shit storm, dude. It is just rolling down that mountain, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. But guess what? That works both ways. It also helps when you're getting all your stuff together and you're on point with everything, you know, you're eating right, you're sleeping right. You're, you got, you're surrounded by good people who are not energy vampires who pretty much give just as much as you give, you know, in return, they're reciprocating. Guess what? That's a different type of snowball and it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger as well. Right. You know, so it, it works both ways. People always try to make it seem like the snowball effect is this negative thing. Like, no. Okay. Well compound interest works no matter what you do in life, right? If, you know, whatever you put your energy into over time I and mean, you keep consistently doing that that then what that compound interest builds it and it gets bigger bigger and bigger right so be very careful in what you invest in <laughs> that being said yeah so you invest in the wrong people you invest in anything but yourself you know and, and your own well-being then yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get what you deserve no matter what and people don't like to hear that but in the day even when things are good you deserve that people i hate when people say like you know you know man that's one of the reasons why you got to be very careful who you listen to like like Dave Ramsey for, for instance you know yeah. uh, one of his little his little line whenever you call in hey dave how you doing better than i deserve i hate when he says that shit i know i hate so, when so it's so stupid you're not being you're not showing humility when you're saying that you're showing stupidity you yeah. know and, and you're also showing that you're very ungrateful you know, but even though it tries to try, come from this thing saying that basically, you know, he's blessed, but God didn't have to bless him. Wow, that's a shitty way to look at God. Yeah. <laughs> to sit there and think that, oh, well, you know, he just picks random people that he thinks should be blessed and you just have to be one of them. It's also very narcissistic. Right. <laughs> While you're trying to sound humble and modest at the same time. You know, you you're you're not. <laughs> he's like, so basically, you know, and just like, you know, there's a thing in the black culture, you know, especially those who are deeply religious, you know how are you today i'm blessed and highly favored oh and i'm not <laughs> so you know but of course they can speak from their experience but i'm just like don't say it like you, you were the only chosen one in this right you know it's very narcissistic even though again you're thinking that you're giving praise you know to yeah. you know whoever, whoever you believe in it's, it's you're really
1: false. not it's a disservice it's to whoever you believe in right it's false humility exactly it's like someone, let's say you do something impressive at the gym and someone comes over like, hey man, great job. You're like, oh, it's not that great. You know, there's so many people that are... No, just say fucking money. thank you. I'm God. just yeah, Exactly. I'm <laughs> just happy that I can say like, just say, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. That's it. That's all you have to say. That's well, it. You
0: know, there's some people, you know, I, I'm just blessed because there's some people who got up today who, who are not even physically able to 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 it. <laughs> oh, God, dude, I didn't sign up for this. this yeah, just it's, say it's thank so you. And contrived. Just yeah. say thank you. Please. Don't, don't do that. First of all, don't disrespect that person if they give you praise like that or that they, <laughs> they when they see you when someone sees you be thankful. So now I'm gonna flip it on like we were talking about when people are depressed and how people who don't go through depression or at least admit that they, that they do and say like, well, yeah, and all this going from blah, 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 same thing. When someone actually sees you, thank them. Right. Okay. Thank them because guess what? There are some people who are depressed and there's no, there are people who are going through hard times because no one sees them, but someone saw you. So there, I'll take some little that humility that you like to use, you know, people when you say, you know, all these different things, whatever. So I'm going to use that opportunity. I'm going to take one of your lifelines and, and pull that little narcissistic move on you too. To my feel blessed that someone's actually seeing you. How's that? Doesn't feel good when someone says it sounds like an asshole, right? Exactly. (laughs) So here's one thing again just say, thank you. That's it. Cause I can say this much, you know, the fact that people are actually to in these days and times in a very, in a more and more narcissistic world, the fact that someone can actually take the time out to remove themselves enough to give you props for doing something, you know, it says a lot. Yeah, these days it that means oh wow someone's not actually just thinking about themselves unless they're trying to just say hey that's a nice lift you know you, i like the way you lifted, you know your deadlift and blah 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 and then you say thank you yeah man so i was wondering you know hey you know what supplements are you taking for this and they're <laughs> trying to sell you on something fuck that
1: guy hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know really ingenuous it's, yes, it's an ulterior motive it's not just Look, when I see someone doing something impressive at the gym, most of the time I don't say anything. I mind my own business. But every once in a while, I'll be like, "Man, your technique is great there." It's like, "Oh, that looked really good," and I keep it moving. I don't. I was about to say,
0: you know, one thing I like to do is drive by propping. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) somebody. I give props and keep it moving. Just keep on moving. Like, hey, good job, good job, bro.
1: As I say it, I'm walking away. As (laughs) yeah, because then you look really stupid
0: chasing after me.
1: Oh, hey, by the way, nope, 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 gotta go. enjoy your workout bro (laughs) no it's funny at one time at UFC fit I I was just looking at the supplements they sell there right I had no intention of buying them I was just looking and this one lady at work comes running around the corner and she goes oh you should try this try that I go nah I already I, I go I make the best nutrition supplements on the market and that's what I take and that's all I said and she had nowhere to go with that because she, she I, I mean like, what do you what do you do with that? It's <laughs> like Yeah, there's nothing to do with that. <laughs> the,
0: whatever they train you to sell, you know, to sell people on, you know, at at that spot, when someone tells you they're making it already like, you know what? I am not going to and I don't uh-oh. know if he knows what he's talking about, but I know I
1: don't know what I'm talking about. Supplements is always something I'm researching, too. So there's very, at the risk of sounding boastful, there's really very few things that I'm not aware of. And I have researched because I'm always reading. This is what I do every day. I spend time right. doing stuff like this. So when someone comes along and they're saying, oh, you should try this, I go, you're not a supplement expert, but you're trying to tell me, a guy who makes his living designing and selling supplements, what I should be doing. Now, it doesn't mean that you may not have something useful to say, but chances are very high that you don't. <laughs> and that's what I think. When people say, oh, have you ever heard of this? Have you reckon, What do you think about this? And a lot of times I'll look into it, and, and after just a page or two of reading about it, I go, nah, that's not useful. It's like, oh, it's not enough yet there. And it's always, it's, it's always something new and novel that people get distracted by. Right, I'm not. I'm not distracted by new and novelty because it's also untested. Right. So it's so now I'm the guinea pig with this, and I don't mind being the guinea pig with some supplements. I do that all the time, but uh, but I'm also very judicious about that too. I do my research before I don't just take something because someone recommended it. Is where I'm, I'm going. like, oh, my question: Have you taken it? Yeah. How long? Well, I've been
0: on it for about you know three months. Oh, okay. In about three years, get back to me. Let me know how it's been working. Yeah. So the preliminary report. It's a keyword preliminary. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so three months is not telling me much, bro. I said, that's just like an employer. You know, there's a 90 day grace period when you first get a job. <laughs> so, but then they, this when they really like, okay, you made it this far. Now we're really going to start paying attention to what you're doing. <laughs> right. You know, so that's the, you made it through the probationary period. So three months into a diet a workout or whatever, that's a probationary period. There's nothing there. It just shows that you're committed enough to stick with it for three months. <laughs> you're not super flaky.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they basically say that your learning starts once you get a black belt. It doesn't end. Right. That's where you're good enough that you can actually learn how to be really good. You know, you're, you're, you've never been good enough until you get to that point. Now you're good enough where you can actually really start learning.
0: And right. Benefit. Now you actually know what you know what's really good and what's, nah, that, yeah. it wasn't the best. You know. Whereas everything else seems like okay, that wasn't the best. Okay, that hurt. Okay, so just like being in something for like 10 years, you know, a business or whatever else, you start really hitting your stride. You really start knowing what efficiency looks like now, hopefully.
1: Yeah, that's what it takes to get really good at something.
0: You know, so it it goes beyond just, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours, you know, throwing those 10 years and all that. For some people, that equates about 10 years. It just depends on what you're doing. But yeah, man, but... There's some way they can do that in five years because they put in those 10,000. They're
1: nonstop about it. But some people don't need 10,000 hours. Exactly. 5,000 or 3,000. Some people need way more. Look, some people put in 20,000 hours and they're still not experts. Not at a level. So it's not a guarantee. I mean, you're going to be way better than you would be. They're more
0: experienced than the person that did it for two hours. Now, (laughs) there's a difference. Come on. There's expert and then there's experience. Right. (laughs) You know, so... Like I said, it might take you a while when you, when it just feels like, Hey man, it just feels effortless. Then that's when you're hitting your stride. You know, even when you can kind of spot the mistakes ahead of time and you actually can make a constant decision. Like, yeah, this is probably going to go that way, but I'm gonna go ahead and do this anyway. And if it does, I know how to bounce back from it, but I got to test it out. Oh, right. is that, are we doing a scientific method now? Are we <laughs> actually? <laughs> we're actually dealing with science. Oh, I love it. I dig it. So, yeah, man, my thing is at the end of the day, you am going to wrap all this up. You know, look, folks, you know, first of all, just be kinder to each other. We're all going through something. Everybody's going through something. Even people who seem like their life is perfect. They're going through something. If their life is perfect, they're going through something. If they seem highly successful, they're going through something because success is not easy. No matter what you think, you're seeing the after effects of it. You're not necessarily seeing what it took to get there. Right. Okay. So everybody's going through something you know, so this is one of those we're really in a time where, you know, you don't need just sympathy. We need empathy, you know, at the end of the day, especially coming on the backside of what we've been going through for the last two years. And we're going to start seeing a lot of things popping up. You know, it's going to be same crap in a different toilet. You know, you're going to have a lot of issues happening that's going to look a little different, but it's still going to be the same thing at the base of all that. A lot of times, like I said, people are just trying to be seen. They're just trying to be seen and they're not asking you to fix them. Hopefully, you know, there'll be some that won't, they will ask you to fix them, but Hey, leave that alone. If you're not a therapist or professional or whatever else, and even a therapist, you know, they're in a position, they're thought of to be the ones that fix people, but they understand the assignment and the assignment is to show people how they can fix themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so again, this is a time where it's just best to, to my, see, listen and learn. Because there are things that you can just by talking to people, hearing people out, you'll learn about yourself. You'll surprise yourself and you, or you realize, Oh, it's not just me. Oh, okay. So that's how I see that, man. And just like I said, just the end of the day, let's just be a little bit more understanding with each other and realize that we're not the only ones and we're not the only ones. If you, if you know
1: what I mean by that. So
0: that's all i have to say on the topic well, what about I'm, you man
1: yeah we can wrap up man that was good cool all right folks so we'll catch you
0: guys on the next episode I'm, I'm loving these, these conversations man It's yeah. <laughs> way different conversations but they just need to be talked about i dig yeah. it take care of cool. all right folks later that wraps up this week's live life aggressively show be sure to head over to mikemauller.com and new Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to New Support the production of the Live Life progressive show by heading over to patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to patreon.com slash LLA Podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving patron only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media, on Facebook, as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.